Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. We are the Dadly Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Collision, Raw Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. The mega quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to Dynamite tonight with a whole load of title matches. Yes, you love title matches, Hugh. <laughs> you absolutely bloody love them. One of easy copy, in it? <laughs> one of them's ROH 6, man. It is yeah. a toss. Uh, I will say that... Nice. Those belts on this show. Yeah. On paper, this is a show... With some nice range on it. Mm-hmm. There are going to be two very different, but potentially equally good wrestling matches on there. So I am excited. The only downer is that they are in, well, obviously we'll have to check the name of the building, Will Bourne, so you can get the pun out of it. But they are, I went on WrestleTix, and there's like, they're set up for 2500 there's an upper ball that they just haven't put on sale for obvious obvious reasons. They cannot shift these tickets, and that lower ball looks like there's about 2,200 or whatever. Mm. Found it. They're in the North Charleston Coliseum, which isn't really great for having fun. North Charleston Coliseum. Oh, I was going to say come and see them. I don't know. What, you- uh, Come and you see, I don't know. Um, and yes, mine was better. They're set up, yeah, far better. Uh, they're set up for 2,500 and they distribute. video. Mine were covered in. <laughs> yes, silver jizzing. <laughs> They've uh, distributed 2,280 tickets. Yeah. Having said Mercedes that. Mercedes Moni's not showing up on this show. No, absolutely not. Um, when is she showing up? If uh, when's she's the rumble? showing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Having said that, like Collision was kind of not great atmosphere-wise on Saturday. There has been a trend wherein they've not drawn that many fans, but the fans who have gone and paid yeah. money have really made some noise. And, you know, they the can do some dark arts production to make it look a little yeah. bit less bleak. Um, I, that's my only worry. Otherwise, you know... They've put on some really strong shows um, so far in 2023. Mm. There's a storyline direction I'm really interested in, which kind of wasn't the case too often last year. The Again, the range. There's two matches that look very different. Um, yeah, I'm excited. 
No, Hook and Joe, I'm into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not, I can't, I'm with Sage on the sort of, yeah, titles are great, but like, you could run this dynamite. There would have been a time where you would have called this like Title Tuesday on a special or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or what we all thought Bash of the Belts might, Bash of the Belts, what the frig am I saying? Yes, Bell, you've Battle got- of the Belts. That's because I was writing about Bash of the Beach 1996 before I came up, and like, I was more excited thinking about that than about this dynamite. Mm. Hook and Joe, though. Did you see on Collision, by the way, where they were like, Sammy, you're the only person who's ever won a title at Battle of the Belts. And me and Sid were like, don't say it out loud. He, well, yeah, because we were talking about so He called himself Mr. Bash of the... I've done it again. <laughs> You've done it again! Uh, Battle of the Belts. Yeah. After, Mr. Battle of the Belts, are you joking? Yeah, no, he did it on that promo after <sighs> frigging... Um, you don't have to be that. Wheelie you was Mr. Rampage. It was like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's better than burying a Jeff Hardy. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna, well, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm Mr. Trio's division. <laughs> like I'm Mr. Y. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, Mr. Entitled. I'll, <laughs> I like Hook and Joe for its potential to be not what every other match is. Mm. Um, it's got it's got a circus quality to it where you kind of like a, a weird but kind of enchanting match has arrived in town, and if you were there, you'd have to go along to it just to see what it's going to look like. Oh not yeah, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I would. Guess not. Yes. Yeah, the year, the royal year, not the, so the, much. Yeah, but but I think that's what. AEW should do more of in order to get these crowds bigger in the future. The the wrestling that AEW has delivered for so many years so consistently, as everything always does in wrestling, has burnt fans out that you just don't get the attendance anymore. But once upon a time, Hook versus Joe, maybe not for like the world title, but that does help this. Hook versus Joe would have been this perfect, oh, and if you didn't think this Dynamite could get any better, look at this. Mm. But everybody's had all of that now, so you're sort of left... With this used to be the cherry on the icing on the cake. Yes. Now they kind of need it as the cake. And things will turn again. Uh, the rest of the car. I'm excited to see Deanna Pratso make a dynamite debut. Mm-hmm. You can't. Look good on collision. Yeah. You can't not. Sharp. Like, you're a Philistine if you can't get jazzed for Christian versus. Dustin Rhodes. But that's a very. Like, I like that in the way that, like, oh, I'll like be into it. Just as proper stuff, this. I'm not excited now. I'll be more excited yes. if the match is happening. It's not one of the ones I particularly anticipate. <sighs> Hook and Joe. It's a one-match show for me, this card. Sorry. Is it fair? No, but is it fair to say with Hook and Joe, it's one of those matches that's predictable, but it also entirely unpredictable? Like, there's no way Hook's leaving with, as a world champion. Yes. But in the time between the bell ringing and that happening... I don't know what it looks like, and I think this is quite... Is it bold or is it overdue that we get Hook... In proper high stakes territory, um, you could be cynical about it, or you could be encouraged by it. I think it's right, you know, because it doesn't feel random. It doesn't feel random. The like, guy has been protected yeah. and he's won, and they've diminished it, but the, he still has an aura. Did you see the um, road to adjacent promo that he cut? No, it was really good. Yeah. So he's in oh, the pizza one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you haven't yeah. seen it, uh, it's hook. He's talking about how, essentially, he's got nothing to lose here. Mm. He's up against a monster who heavily um, outclasses him in the weight department. And he basically has this, and it's like it's rain-swept. Uh, the aesthetic of the promo is glorious. And he basically just has this pizza, eats it. says, I'm trying to put on a few pounds. He's like, who the f*** am I anyway? <laughs> and it's like he's going into this is this sort of nihilistic, nothing to lose, 
sort of puzzle that Joe might not know how to unlock with a little bit more fearlessness, a little bit more, I don't know, a bit more edge to him, a bit more, like, you don't know what you're getting with me. Mm. I don't know what I'm getting with you either. Let's just see how it mm. goes sort of thing. He's not go. he knows he's not going up against some enhancement talent to keep him in the mix and winning for pretty cool minutes. So um, I thought his work on the mic was better than it's ever been. I love the idea of the match in general. As I said, like, they've done a lot of different world title matches in AEW. They've done the Star versus Prospect on TV. They've done the big sweeping epic main event. They've done really violent matches for that world title. This really submission heavy, it's just a different tenor to that mm. title picture that I mentioned on the review last week, which I'm really excited to see. You had a good point, Wilborn. It's the only thing I can fantasy book for this, because like you say, I have no idea what it looks like when it gets into it, which is just Hook for the first time, I assume, acknowledges his opponent. Doesn't yeah. just sit in the corner and, you know, slouch over the, the turnbuckle. Yeah, he's like, this is big. So we built on that because we are nerds who talk about this <laughs> in the office. So it could be a fake out moment where Hook comes in, then Joe comes in, then is the he's sort of like making the introductions. It's for the world title. Get up for it. Hook does the slouch over the ropes. This infuriates Joe because he just wants to be respected. He charges over to Hook. Tries to apply the Kukina clutch, then who can do a Bret Hart uh, Survivor Series '96, mm-hmm. an instant near fall. I think it's going to be sh- obviously it's going to be short. It's not going 20 minutes. Who I don't necessarily think he can go 20 minutes. It's not the best use of Joe mm-hmm. for Joe at this stage of his career to go 20 minutes. So I'm expecting a compact, totally fat-free, every moment matters match. If who can score that early near fall? That could enrage Joe, and we might get a slightly longer version where Hook is slightly more respected of uh, Kurt Angle versus Roderick Strong from that 2004 (laughs) SmackDown. Yeah. Mid-2000 SmackDown. Mm. If you haven't seen it, Strong slaps um, Angle right across the face. The red mist descends in the way it only can with Kurt Angle with his unparalleled intensity. He chases Strong around the ring. Strong gets a near fall, and it's Kurt Angle's in that Okada Omega Roman Reigns tier of two point nine nine nines. It's a two point nine nine nine, and then he he just goes, he just loses it. He absolutely he <laughs> suffers from absolutely incredible head loss. Like tries to grind to a horrible pulp the back of Roderick Strong's head. <laughs> he's like eating it. He's headbutting it. He's like forearming the back of his head. He eventually wins. If we can get that energy mm. of I'm infuriated that you would dare think you're on my level. Then it becomes this like sort of really gory battle for survival. Like that kind of a layout, but sort of elongated. I don't want this to go long. I don't no. want to, f- I don't want to drift off during this. I want it to feel urgent. I want it to feel no like. No ad break. No, they'll have to they might have break. to actually yeah, say that. That could be like, they'll do a bit of heat in the ad break and then they can do a comeback. Um, but I, I wanted to feel like the thing about Hook as well is that he's so agile. The idea that he can create the movement that Joe maybe needs at this stage of his career. He can do his sort of judo throws. Mm-hmm. He can evade Joe. I just want Joe to get extremely pissed off during this. What if, right, in a sub, uh, what if Hook headbutts him with a shoot headbutt? I reckon we're going to see a shoot headbutt. Joe's got law. Give it a bit of color. Get a bit of color. Mm. 
Joe's got law, obviously, from his uh, from angles again. I love talking about Kurt Angle. I'd flash back. Careful, Tony Khan might sign him. I'd run a flashback when you're talking about Angle there to was it Brock he faced once where he was like he came out and was like world title before Mania but world title yeah. and he's like I'm just gonna crouch down in the corner and Brock makes his entrance. Is it Eric? It's Angle? Eric Angle yeah. in the hoodie. Yeah. I remember watching that. And I, was and I, think, I was like, I think this is the greatest thing I've ever booked. It was so like that booking was fantastic because they knew the story was out there that Angle might not be fit to work Mania. And then they're like, well, world title's online that's on SmackDown instead. So you thought, and oh, even God, all of us are going, minutes. oh my God, they're putting the, that even been discussion on, it's not great, but like it was going to be Brock and Benoit at WrestleMania. So even the replacement was set up and like, you know, they're doing it now. And then Angle wins, <laughs> excuse me. And Brock's so great in that match because he decks him mm. and he does it in this way where like, obviously you're not, you haven't got enough time to think, why is he not taking his jacket off? This is not very Kurt Angle. But then Brock continues to protect the bit and he's like lifting up the jacket and like he's trying to haul him up, but he's keeping the hood mm. over Eric Angle's head. And I remember, this yeah, thing, Michael the, Cole's the like, rock cover him is for the title. What are you doing? The ref catches it, Brock catches it, ah, and then Angle slides in. That's okay. not Kurt Angle. Yes, it is. And then switch places again. And who was on the call for that match? Taz. Oh, and who's on the call? Oh, I didn't even think about that element of that. Ta- I love this about that maybe more than anything else in this match. You know, Taz is going to be on the call, and is this the first time that he drops the? dignified, diplomatic, dad at ringside act and just has, he sees for a split second that his son might win the world title against a former protege and it's just like, go on son, yeah, go on hook. Yeah. Just a little I moment. think he'll start professional and then like you say, if they get that near fall, oh, he's going to go, oh. Oh. Yeah. in the first minute and a half, he's going to be like, that piece of shit. Son's going to win the freaking belt. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be like Ted Beckham at the start and abusing every little thing Hook does. But then by the end, he's going to come around again and he's just he's going to be super positive. See so you running up the City fans on Twitter again last night. Oh, that Beckham documentary is good. Have you watched it? I've not watched it. Episode and a half and on Netflix. It's, a, it's like, the, it's uh, it has nothing to say because it's got the full cooperation of the Beckhams and it's not taking any chances. About uh, everything. Like, it doesn't question anything you're not learning anything there's no big insights but the sheer scope and depth of the footage i was gonna say that the fact they've got the like sometimes you'll see this and they'll be like and then obviously united won the champions league or whatever and it's Same like three oh, we have to do it yeah you have to show a picture from the newspaper because they haven't got the rights so obviously it's netflix they got rights bloody everything i think that's what they've had to keep the beckhams on side to get all this footage so that's why it's like quite a gentle piece when it comes to interviewing them and asking big questions but you've got like tons and tons and tons of like locker room chat with like Beckham and the Nevilles from just making their whole movies on their sharp view cams and like Beckham. Like their sponsor. Yeah. Beckham wedding stuff. Like David Beckham's dad, uh, weird gay, mm. like, but has like thousands of tapes of Beckham playing as a kid so you can match any moment. He's a weird guy's dad. Yeah, he's not. He's one of them like footy dads. Uh, uh, like, I, I knew a footy dad growing up. And like an absolute the, nightmare. Is, is there, <laughs> has there ever been a footy dad more vindicated than being an arsehole than Ted Beckham? Yeah. Because he can basically come on this Netflix thing and be like, uh, you've done this like six-part documentary on one of the greatest footballers ever. So I was right, actually. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't do it as a dad myself, but you made David Beckham, so whatever. And David Beckham's obviously, you know, got reverence for his dad and stuff. It's a fantastic bit of business, this documentary. I'd I fully fo- recommend it. knew a football dad growing up. He was the worst. And when I take my son to training, there's some... Like uh, nascent, uh, inquit, uh, football <laughs> dad, and like, there's one where like, I was a training, and his kid does this diagonal ball, like right, like he just he's picked this wonderful angle to find someone who's creeping in at the far post, mm. and he's just split that centre half pairing just in half, and I went, what a ball! It's like I'm not your dad, yeah, I'm not. He's not my son. Mm. You should be gassing him up, yeah. 
And in, instead, what will happen is the next one won't go as well, and he'll have a dig at him for the one that didn't go right. That seems to be the case with Beckham's dad. It's really, I recommend it. It's, uh, right. it's a good watch. Like, it's perfect, uh, like, that era time capsule yeah. as well. They, like, all the Beckham family and anyone that's ever known David Beckham hates Glenn Hoddle, and it's really funny. Yes. They find loads of clips where Hoddle's, like, again, stuff that wouldn't happen now, like, just buries him six foot deep for the Argentina red card. And he doesn't even try to say, yeah, he's been a stupid boy and it's probably cost us a game. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be honest about that. <laughs> Cut to Beckham family. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to West Ham fan, like hanging a Beckham effigy from the trees. Thanks, Glenn. I mean, he, he did ruin the World Cup for yeah. us. Uh, I don't know. Like, was it, was it 98? Paul Ince and David Batty were... I think it, it was Brazil it, or Francis to lose that Yeah, they Losers, missed penalties, like, and they were supposed to be the kind of like, oh, we're, we're not scared of any of this. And it's like, oh, of all the people for the atmosphere to get to, it was used to. Maybe you should have put your shirt on and it wasn't superstition after all. This is Paul. true. I guess. Didn't like Paul is. Small Joe to win. Small Joe to win. Really great inventive matchmaking this because a criticism we always have over AW's world title, which is a well booked belt, is that how do you get through the hurdle of the first defence. And what they've done here is not set up a challenger that... You, like, there's no... Dan's Archer's not got the call. Yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt that Joe's going to win, but that's not what matters. Yes. It's about how the match looks. And that's and what it does for Hook after the fact. Yeah, it, and all that big list of wrestlers to look down. Hook's a really good one Hook to pick from. absolutely no-sell something that looks horrible from Joe in this match as <gasps> oh well. Oh, my God. Oh, no, my God. No-sell the muscle buster. Joe, in a, like, a moment of, as you say, like, what the frig am I dealing with here? Should, like, go to the... Doesn't he go to the top? Go to the second rope and Hook walks away. Ah! Uh, he flips it on. I Joe. like that. I like that. Any uh, not not involvement in terms of we have to do smoke and mirrors because it's a Jinder Mahal world title match. But any involvement from uh, Swerve or Hangman Page post match for you? Um, probably. Episodic wrestling television has got this habit of telling you. you know, we're going to do this. <laughs> Stick around for this because we're going to do it. So even if it's just some kind of. Stare down or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Swerve watching on from the box or whatever. I don't do that because they, like, treat you as a baby. On the circumstances. I only need it once. Yeah. <laughs> I only needed to see this once. Is, um, are you thinking three-way or the two of them having a fight for the title shot? Um, I don't need a three-way, personally. I never either. need a three-way. Rarely yeah. need a three-way. It's a good and bad version of everything. Like a three-way one? Oh, you wouldn't f- know. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> they are. I'll tell you a story after. <laughs> <Nothing to Whoa. laughs> tell it now. No, 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 no. Hey, save that for the Philadelphia show, which you can get tickets for. Uh, whatculture.com forward slash tickets. It's a story that Friday. doesn't really involve one. It puts me in a bad light. So I'll tell okay. you. After, <laughs> so I'll, tell you I'll, I'll tell you later. Uh, Another title match, Sige. Christian Cage versus Dustin Rhodes. Um, he partially buried this a little bit because it was like Dustin Rhodes loses, obviously, to Swerve in a match that went far longer than it actually needed to on the pape. Um, but then he got his win back on Doc. On AEW Collision, of course. <laughs> on, on the weekend. But I like Dustin versus Christian. And uh, Christian obviously took the opportunity on Collision to remind uh, Dustin Rhodes that his dad's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. Uh, if you've got that, if if you've got the permission slip to tell the darkest jokes as Christian's character does, great. Like, use that every single time. I don't, 
Is it just me, or is probably the, just you? But carry on. Is the romance <laughs> of the Dustin Rhodes run wearing a bit thin? Yeah, it did. Like, I mean, it did a long time ago, really. That's, I, I can fake it here. I didn't want to be. I d- believed him when he said, "I've wanted that bloody title since day one." Yeah, that's fair enough. He was, he was getting in the his, tournament. Yeah, his head kicked off by Archer, wasn't he? I don't remember, he threatened to retire. Oh yeah, <laughs> he couldn't be Kip Sabian. Yeah, <laughs> what a weird one weaker, and he loses. Oh, bye, Dustin. <laughs> um, yeah, but Christian is one of the better wrestlers, I suppose, to remind you of the romance and remind you of the magic. CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes had a lovely match, and I think this will be a lovely match for those same reasons. You know, it's just uh, it's wrestlers, wrestler stuff, but done by two of the best to fit that description. Aye. No. I think it'll be really good. I think what they'll do here as well is that they'll have Christian Cage in just brilliant form. And they will build everything. He'll be a dickhead, Christian Cage, in this match because that's what he is and he's wonderful at it. And they will build towards the shattered dream spot and just make you desperate to see Christian mm. get kicked in the balls. There's any heel in wrestling right now who just could do with a kick in the balls as Christian Cage. Build a match around that. No, it should be really, really well-crafted, Lovely, lovely, lovely stuff. I'm kind of with Hamflit. Like, I've told the story before. It's so lame. But uh, February 2020. <laughs> I, I dynamite bingo. It's, we, it's Wednesday night. UK time. You know what I mean. And uh, you know what I mean. And, uh, he was good last week, wasn't he? We didn't really talk about it. He's Actually, been, was good, he's been good the last yeah. couple of times he's Reason been on. the right way, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, um, February 2020. It's Wednesday night UK time. Kids to bed, do the tea, sort it out. It's like, right, okay. Time to go to sleep. I couldn't get to sleep because it was Kenny Omega versus Pac for 30 minutes. And I woke up at 20 to 2. <laughs> this is in Wednesday night war era times. So I got up at 3 to watch Dynamite, mm-hmm. knowing that at 5 I had to start NXT. Yeah. I was like, the last thing I need is to have like what three hours sleep here it's I'll literally the last thing i need it's the only good thing about our time zone for watching wrestling is when you're excited about it it's that going to bed for them it's like i'm too excited to sleep i've had that loads lately and it's great it's, like, oh, it's it's only like three more hours this thing i'm buzzing for why would i sleep this seems counterproductive get the cereal out like there uh, it's, <laughs> it's what a feeling man but i'm not exactly having that over this match no. <laughs> But I will enjoy it as it unfolds. It's one of those ones where, yeah, Christian Cage should just beat Dustin Rhodes. But he's he got a dinosaur and his prodigy in his corner as well. And, of course, Nick Wayne won, who, for me, probably should be on guest commentary. But they're already doing that a little bit later on. Nick Wayne, given that he's this, like, incredibly sympathetic prodigy who's, like, disgustingly young, has got a real knack for Stoogen. Mm-hmm. Showing ass. He could take the shot. I was just about to say, he's, he could take the shot of dreams here. He should be, it he's should got be good facials as well. Real he should take the shot of dreams. Luchasaurus should actually hit the kill shot that basically puts Dustin down in, enough for Christian to hit his finisher and win. And then just rinse and repeat next next week, Christian Cage. Thanks, Nick Wayne. Uh, <laughs> no other reference to uh, help yeah. needed on that because it's a slow burn thing, obviously. Scott Telford well, of uh, the What Culture Gaming Parish, What Culture Gaming Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, asked us outright in the office, when is Luchasaurus going to turn on Christian Cage? <sighs> About 18 months. <laughs> like, it, it must be contract season. Is gold just coming home? Like, double or nothing 2019. Home. When yeah. you kiss my ears. <laughs> home for some, not for all. Like, uh, is that a double or nothing contract season thing? Will we have that chat again? Because it's, it's got to be coming to an end. You could tell a good retirement story 
sooner rather than late with Dustin Rhodes in AEW. I'm surprised he's lasted five years. I know. Would you have signed him to a five-year deal? I mean, I wouldn't. I would have been like wrong when he could still go. I'm wondering if he's like renewed him after two or something, and then oh, yeah. he's like he's waiting. He's waiting out a deal, but he's a great wrestler to tell a retirement story with. If he was to go, like, there's obvious reasons for him to go back with Cody being there now in WWE. But Cody, and, you're going to get the gold. Gold dust. Your brother's <laughs> coming back, and Rock's working main event against Roman. But yeah, I'd trust AEW to do a brilliant job with the Dustin yeah. Rhodes retirement. He'd be a guy. That, Questioning if I should walk off in an old dusty trail. And like Dax Hart was like, please don't go, Dustin. And then, don't go. <laughs> don't go. I ain't no worse. Yes. Yeah, was. <laughs> <laughs> it was yes, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yazoo, sorry. <laughs> I ain't no Alison no Moore yet. <laughs> Lead singer of 80s Beat Combo, Yazoo. <laughs> beat Combo. <laughs> Oh, God. Dustin uh, Rhodes in the back, sitting with the, the Hardys, thinking about retirement. Oh, we're not. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, speaking of retirements, though, Sting obviously reason why Revolution's done so well is Sting's retirement match is going to be on there. End of last week's show, Sting and Darby Allen win. Outcome a returning arsehole young bucks the way they were dressed and what have you they sort of have and haven't put out the challenge it's all but assumed it's tonight the night because we've got the young bucks to speak that it's it's made official for, for revolution uh, it seems a bit early for that they i don't know the start of march revolution what is it the start of march aw revolution early march i think so it's a, that's the season yeah the season for revolution I don't know where this is going, but I'm excited. It's kind of again uncharted waters. The young bucks having to prove themselves again, mm. realistically. Yeah, what do they do now? Do have, they, have they ever worked, Darby? Yes. Yeah, must have done it's that. Forbidden Door. Yeah. Oh, of course. And Darby Dar- being Darby just took an absolutely unbelievable super kick party. So the one time they've worked was unbelievable. The one time they worked both of these men is in that one match yes, and they're yes, never yes. anywhere else. I don't think so, it's no. really fresh feeling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's fresh feeling. We And it's got that, I love, I, I don't necessarily like sequels, but it's been like, it'll be nearly two years. Um, we just know the chemistry exists. And it's one of those where 
if you could pick two acts to go against each other with the idea of, right, the two acts who can't have bad matches, they can have good matches, mm -hmm. they mostly have unbelievable matches, but they simply cannot have bad matches or boring matches. Yeah, the only disappointment in a, in a Young Bucks match is, is only good, not great. Yes, and Darby's incapable. He's like, they are guaranteed. They are the two of the biggest guarantees in all of pro wrestling. You put them in the same ring, only magic can happen. And again, that's why it's inspired. And again, like, what a great idea from Sting. Um, <laughs> what do you do here? Do you just say, we're going to retire here and just make it plain? Or what happens? Like, I just don't know... I'm as interested in the, the, the books as an act and what they do going forward as I am the build to this specific match. Is there a version of the books that can do anything but lean in on their meta-perception and all the rest of it and their the way they are viewed by the fandom and how that forges their act? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I just don't know what this looks like. Obviously... The facial hair and the aesthetic <laughs> and the sartorial choices were reflected 2021, which was their best ever run. They were outstanding. So hopefully it's that's a visual sort of hint to fans that we are returning to form or we intend to return to form. Tell me if I've crossed over into Fedville too much here. I mean, you, you two crossed over into Fedville too much about, I would say, six months ago. That's why I welcome people home, because I live there. I need to cross over. It's that exact voice. But you love it too much. I much I was prefer. fed born and fed bred, and one of these days I'll be fed dead. Hopefully it's soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> but this, agree. Version, this version of the Young Bucks is my personal favourite. You know, yeah, of course the, it is. The, the ridiculous shoes and the, the hats and the screaming in the, oh! in the limo. Oh what did you qualify there? Were you saying they're like the most fed adjacent Young Bucks? Well, no, I'm about me. to get something that is quite old school fed and he might not like it but he might go for it because it's the books either they come out as Darby and Sting okay well I want this at some point not necessarily tonight that's something you do week four or something or they're out there tonight saying we're the best tag team I don't care if you're undefeated we're going to retire Sting etc 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 lights out snow all the big Sting thing and Brandon Cutler, and Brandon Cutler out. Come, comes out at like, like a you know, like a walking frame and what have you. Oh, my bloody back. You know, like, was it uh, Edge and Randy Orton when they were like, we're DX, but we're bloody old. Yeah, yeah. That sort of, I don't know if that works for you with, with the books doing it. I'm not suggesting this is Well, it does, considering it was pioneered in WCW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of stuff I want to see, mm. but not, that you can build to that. Okay. You can build to that sort of stuff. I think it'll keep it simple or something. But the question is, like, if they lean in, Right, they're kind of damned if they do and damned if they don't, the books at this point. They are such, they've always been the rods for controversy. But now that they had, they played their own part in ruining the vibe of the company, I, th I, you know, I don't want to litigate it again. I think it was a small one, personally. I think they took a stand. But nonetheless, <laughs> they are not, they were complicit in all of the things that happened post-September 2022 to the point now where if they lean in again, people are just going to go, Buck's leaning in again, is it? I don't... Uh, save a full-on reinvention. I suppose it's just, who cares? This sort of thing has followed them their entire careers. But just interesting to see how interesting it can be, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, is the Bucks being obnoxious again enough? Is it time to get a new song? 
in your repertoire. Mm. I don't know. what If they are going to lean in to their perception, because at the start, in like, you know, early 2010s, the idea was we're leaning in on the idea that we have killed a business, we are spot monkeys, and they did this wonderful thing where the PWG show, they... Uh, did some kind of sequence, and the fans went, same old sh, and chanted it. And he literally did it again. <laughs> move for move. Like, that's, like, the, the spamming the super kicks, like, the ridiculous, extraneous flip into the Melter driver. That was all very on-brand for leaning in. Is the new leaning in them coming out and sort of mulling disinterestedly over the idea of retiring Sting and going, eh, maybe we'll do this? Or like doing like an intentionally flat challenge where the idea is, do we actually want to do this or do we not care anymore? Are we just not dialed in? And would that be lame? I just, I'm very excited to see it either way. But yes, 1 million percent, they should be doing the cosplay stuff at some point. I want them to come out as surfacing. Mm. Because Matt Jackson does that really great bit where he does the, <laughs> like pretending hot tag and all the rest yeah, of I'm sorry, it. I love you that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, do they now do a 90s Sting match? Like, really, like, true parody with, like, the Stinger splashes and, like, crossbodies and all the rest of it. Like, I just want to see. I don't know what I want from the books anymore, nor do I know what we're going to get. I have no idea. What is it? What is going on up here? I never know, man. <laughs> on the road to revolution, they beat up. You are just fed-stained. Yeah. They beat up and pin in a singles match, Sting. But not the wrestler. He of and the police. So they can say, we beat Sting and we're going to beat him again at Revolution. Have thoughts? Love that. Who's uh, Music and Sting. Don't know. Don't know. Well, 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 well. Uh, it's time to play the game. Time to play time the game. game. Who's older, Sting or Sting? Sting or Sting? Is well, it Sting. <laughs> well, 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 well. Let's right. go through this. Gordon S- Sumner was a teacher at a school in Cramlinton. Yes, like so much so that he was inspired to write "Don't Stand So Close to Me." Ask questions, but <laughs> uh, that would have been like the police come together late seventies, break big. I reckon early seventies. Sting's teaching. Which would suggest he's at least like hitting his twenties, and he's like just his first job out. Of so school. I reckon we're going Gordon, Gordon over Gordon over Borden for me. I'm <laughs> Gordon. This is more of a conference than a duel because I'm thinking the same thing. If you look at the timelines, like Sting was just out of high school, yeah, when the popular beat combo, the Police. Were already <laughs> taking yeah. over the airwaves. I don't imagine Power Team USA had like fields of gold on in the car, no. <laughs> like crushing the granolas uh, and smelling them. Um, but the thing about Sting, <laughs> the singer, is that p- potentially through the, the the act of tantric sex has oh. kept himself very youthful, yeah. which is weird because they were never that hip. The police, no. 
never the most hip of bands. Maybe like early, but like Sting became this kind of dreary M.O.R. Oh, his solo stuff is his not solo worth stuff his is time. so dreary, isn't it? Who did he do the awesome uh, duet album with, like promoting like a Fiat or something? Fiat. Fiat. Like Fiat. A, yeah, car advert. I don't know. Anyway, Shaggy. So. There we go. Oh, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, that Sting and Shaggy. And they, were, they yeah. were acting as if it was the most normal thing. Yeah. I mean, Sha- me and the Shagster are going on tour. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I, so Sting breaks into the business in the mid-80s. Earlier. Oh, Sting, the wrestler. <laughs> the wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mid-80s. Mid-80s. Like, was in like 85? 85 yeah. takes a chance on those Blade Runners who sucked ass. <laughs> Stingo and Dingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By which point, Singer Sting, the singer. <laughs> so I'm just seeing the I found the picture of Sting and Shaggy just, just hanging out. Just hanging out. Why yeah, Sting's finished up with Dapper Police by like 85, 86. Yeah. I think. I Singer Sting is older than the Stinger. We'll go Gordon over Borden. Singer over Stinger. Yeah. So I just got distracted looking into Sting and Shaggy's album 44876. Which also features the song Sad Trombone. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. But you call me on the counter. <laughs> I guess you'd call it confidence. On the fields of Bali. Restless Sting. On the back of Derby. <laughs> Restless Sting is, of course, 64. 64 Zulane. Oh, yeah, I knew that oh. message. Right there, right in the heart. He still love that. Yeah. Sunday afternoon. Someone's got a house. Someone's got a dog. And something f***ing else. I'm really f***ing tired. 64, 64, 64. Really beautiful song. Animation style was really nice. And it was like a touch older than the other CBeebies. Yes. Slate of programs, wasn't it? Yes. And, but not in a bad way. And you know that you've had, like, you're winding down after hopefully a nice weekend. Yeah. You're kind of, you're ready to go to work. And it's got that oh, perfect time. Told you the time my brain got broken. Probably the most during 2020 was when CBB screened 64 Zoo Lane at like 11 a.m. when I couldn't leave the house at all. Oh, God. It was like, no, this is wrong. No, I need this. Like, it needs to be near bedtime yeah. and I need to be thinking about my, like, the other half of my life away yeah. from my parenting duties. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, God. No, I wouldn't want that. Middle of a Saturday daytime or something. Yeah. Imagine that. I was like midweek when I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, uh, he... So Dastinger is 64. What about Dastinger? I've just fallen into a real hole here on Sting's Wikipedia page. I'll run you through the, the highlights. He won a Grammy Award for Best Reggae Album with, with Shaggy. Right. Uh, in answer to our main question, musician Sting... I'm going <laughs> to... Did it, did it, did it, did it. How old is Singer Sting? I'm going to go, because of the tantric sex, 69. Oh, nice. 72. One of you. Bingo! Got it, Bob-omb. And it's him. 
It is. Ah! 72. I had 72 in head, and I yeah. thought 69. It's funnier. So, yeah. Uh, singer, four hours. Singer Sting's older. WrestleMania 35 over here. Do you know what, was ins- <laughs> do you know what inspired him to divert from a uh, shipyard prospect to a more glamorous life? Tantric sex. Well, thanks, Gordon. My dad worked on the shipyards. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a proper class betrayal. Oh, he was, I. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, he was inspired by the Queen Mother waving at him from a Rolls Royce. <laughs> Kiss my ass, <laughs> And do you know why he's called Sting? I feel like I should, and I don't. He, uh, in his, uh, his playing when, he, when he's playing with the Phoenix Jazz Men, uh, he had a habit of wearing a black and yellow jumper. And so they, they said, you look like a wasp, so we're going to go, you sting. <laughs> there was, in fact, no banter in the past. No. <laughs> what do you think of the was working at NXT. Uh, my children call me Sting. My mother calls me Sting. Who is this Gordon character? I was never called Gordon. You could shout Gordon in the street and I'd just move out of your way. I haven't done my homework, Mr. Sting. I'm sure we can come up with some arrangement. Call me Gordon. Uh, <laughs> I like the laissez-faire Young Bucks idea. I really do. Um, the idea that they've come out and they've come out to examine what they've heard, which is what Don Callis was saying a week prior, that oh, apparently uh, Sting and Darby are the best team in AEW, so we're going to take them down. And you don't think we're going to react to that. Big deal, Sting. You're getting your big night at Revolution. Like, having an amazing tag match at Revolution. Completed it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fair enough. Sign the contract, I guess. You got your match. It's going to be Sting and Darby Allen versus Brandon Cutler and Colt Cabana. Sign, sealed, delivered. And here's the contract then. Or a line that I thought was, and I said it on podcast at the time, fabulously misjudged from babyface Cody Rhodes, but repurposed for the Young Bucks. Remember when Cody Rhodes said, guys, can we think about the guy that built the bank? <laughs> the Young Bucks saying, what the hell is this? Like, think about the guys that built the stage. Like, your main event in Revolution. Oh, we like, Sting selling tickets, so big show. Like, you're on this stage because we put you on it. And they just have a bit of, they're a little bit indignant. Mm. That Sting is getting this amount of profile, and Sting is a tag wrestler, no less. Like we fought against singles guys making super teams to bring tag team wrestling back to prominence, and and Sting's like, well, there's only one way it made it to the main event, lads, and it gets a bit serious because uh, I think they've just got to be, they've got to not have reverence for him, yeah, for to work. Yeah. I think I think yeah. for the that's the way to do for it. The, for the for the most fun spots in the match, they can't like. Like even they can't even if at the end they're shaking hands, they can't. They have to hide that for as long as possible. Sting is so mythical at this point and so revered that they could bury him as much as they yeah. want, and he's going to be fine. Here's the qu- another question: Have they actually got it in them to want to be dialed in and do whatever they decide to take their career, whichever direction they decide to go in? Because the crack was they were very much. They've never seemed f- fine. Mm. I'm fine. They've never even said that. Like the the, the Sports Illustrated, oh, we've signed new deals. Was, <laughs> the subtext of which was basically, how oh, might as well. Schedule's good. The money's mm. good. Um, Ming and vibe. Ming and vibe. And they basically said, yeah, I don't really care about doing classic matches. The big true legacy of AWs. Got, we've got loads of people paid. Uh, one day we'll get thanked for that sort of thing. And then the idea was, they've never been the same since. Then, in fact, they've taken another hiatus. Mm. Obviously, the Dana Massey situation has unfolded in parallel to all of this. And they have the plan, according to Dave Meltzer, I think. According to some reporter, Mm -hmm. I don't want to put words in someone's mouth at the top of my head. I think it was Dave. Is that 
they weren't quite ready to come back. They didn't really want to come back. They were enjoying the time away, but Sting asked, so now they kind of have to get yes. things rolling. So I this is for genuinely, I think the story can be good reasons, and I just kind of want to see if they've just grabbed, if they've kicked themselves up the f***ing arse yet, <laughs> quite frankly. I, want, I was curious about their... Uh, KTB thing. Yeah. I di- I wasn't I wouldn't say I was like excited for it, but I it's thought very much woozle wazzle, wasn't it? It's like, <laughs> oh, I've, I've got, <laughs> spot on. Got an idea if we're gonna lean in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I did need it to feel a lot different to where it was at. And if they're leaning in, like even if the characters are leaning in, what that actually means is they're invested in something. Yeah. And I think that was what was badly missing from like even the elite coming together to stop the BCC. Like, just for like the one thing they would do. Yeah, I mean, I, not this one passion project. This is the one thing we'll happily kind of do, I guess, mm. because they might have had a dormant <laughs> love of that long-term story. And the big smiles on their faces doing that uh, lap of honor <laughs> collision yeah. in Chicago. We got him. <laughs> like they were really seem really pleased again. Yeah. I just want to know if they've kicked themselves in the arse again. I think this will, if it hasn't already, this will kick them back into gear. I reckon. If this doesn't, I yeah. worry about them forever. <laughs> Uh, we've got another title match on AW Dynamite tonight. You're joking. Not another one? Uh, the ROH World Six-Man Tag Team titles are on the line. The Gates of Agony and Brian Cage versus the Bing Bing Gang, aka Bullet Club Gold. There's the whole stuff with the Acclaimed going on right now. Does that factor into it? Sorry, what's the match again? I've just heard a lot of acts yeah. at once that caused me to drift away. Gates of Agony and Brian Cage, they're the champs, obviously. Uh, defending against the Bing Bing Gang. Less so. And the acclaimed are sort of having this interaction with Bang Bang Gang saying, look, we can all be trios champions together. I'd rather... (laughs) I would rather this enemy of my enemy of my friend deal... You're joking. Not another one? It was a smokescreen for the Bang Bang Gang taking the trios titles from the acclaimed who should be doing something else, namely turning heel. I do not need to see a supergroup. I do not need to see the... Acclaimed Gold versus Undisputed Kingdom. I think that's a terrible direction. Really not good. Yes, there's continuity involved, but I could not give a toss. Characters are allowed to forget certain things. It's fine. <laughs> um, especially when they weren't that bothered in the first instance. And uh, in the case of Jay White, I, I'd rather it was a smoke. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hugely excited over the acclaimed versus Bullet Club Gold as a trio's title match. Austin Gunn's conflicted. I don't give a toss. I'd rather that than a supergroup. Yes. Like Jay White being a sort of pals with an irreverent, wholesome babyface act is piss poor casting. Maybe him playing against type is halfway interesting, and maybe he needs something listen, in... Listen. Listen. listen yeah. 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 Maybe I'm talking myself around with the idea <laughs> in this stream of consciousness. Maybe the guy could do with playing against type because the type that he is... Maybe well, they've, they've done it. He's done like a five-year New Japan run in like six months in AEW. Had it with a short of winning the belt itself. It's like, oh no, Jay White here, he's a disruptor. Uh, now he's hanging around with his tag mates and like he's, he's going to follow through on all these big things he said. He's got title shots. He's lost them. He's done. Like, this is... I don't know if it was a New Japan run, he would have won. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. he's done everything short of winning the belt. They've kind of, like, you've had a lot of Jay White as the heel in such a short amount of time, haven't you? I, I'm, I'm not it, arguing for that. Yeah, he was yet another signing too far. I wish he'd gone to the Fed. Yeah. 
I'd, and I remember when he signed, it was just after like the Vince Raw and the Vince WrestleMania. Like, the, and it was like, whew, dodge that bullet. Yeah. Well, when you lead it. I don't, I don't, I don't feel passionately about any of these actors. No, no, I don't. Acclaimed included. I, I don't. Do you, is this the match that is hiding the Bullet Club Gold babyface turn because they're fighting other heels? Like, is that is that the only reason this match exists? Oh, yeah, you went to cheer for here. Yeah, this is it. Like, is this does this exist that you, through the structure of the match, end up cheering for Bullet Club Gold, and the big lads retain the Ring of Honor trios? How these belts mean like nothing? Yeah, it's. Do the Undisputed Kingdom come down and beat them all up because they want the Ring of Honor trios titles as well? They've got the tag titles. Gives the opportunity for Wardlow to get a belt with Taven and Bennett. And then that's, you just have all of it. And I've just made a super group because then you put in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. What? (laughs) Sorry, Scott. Yeah, we'll be out in a few minutes. Can you shut that door behind you? Sorry, he panicked me a little bit there. I think he's, I think his plane's a little bit delayed today. Scott's such a bubbling oaf, isn't he? Yeah. Bye, Bye, Bye Scott. Scott. <laughs> you were in here. We, we talked about the schedule before we came in. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, you were talking about uh, a supergroup. Yeah. You're joking. Not another one? Aye. It's rubbish, isn't it? It's rubbish. Frank Cage and uh, Gates of Agony to retain. Nah, sod it. I'll mix it up. Said <laughs> After all that, nah, bollocks. Yeah, sod it. Like, your belts are meaningless. Like, I, don't like, I don't even like the AW trios belts. That could be a like, way to link the two teams together. Not that I want them linked necessarily. Yeah. Could they uh, unify the, the trios belts? Try and get one don't, less on telly. Don't give me hope. We, you know how they've got or you know how they've got scissor belts. <gasps> right. What about if the Bing Bing Ging get like doesn't quite work because you need two rather than three. But like one belt is a gun and the other is a bullet. Like fires out one belt, fires out the other. Shut you. And the third belt, the third belt was a target. Third belt was a target. Genuinely so. thought he was going to do an, an RPS joke there, rock paper scissors joke. But uh, cut to that as well, I suppose. He, he loves that a rock belt, a paper belt, a scissors belt. When we had, when we used to have three game, th- three way <laughs> RPS games. The third game. Well, why don't we do it right now? <laughs> How does it work? Oh, if the one person beats the yeah, other one two. person is out outright, and then you have a decider between the remaining two. Okay. Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. Oh! Yeah. We go again. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh! The Paris straight win. Paper beats rock. I thought it was like a. So that means Bing Bing Gang. I, I was playing end. him first, and then you play the winner. You only think that because you lost. Uh, Bing <laughs> Bing Gang. Bing Bing Gang win the belts. Okay. Um, you mentioned Undisputed Kingdom. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you will. It's going to come up in like two weeks on a Raw review. You're just going to say something really incisive and personal. And that's the wrong paper. <laughs> gonna, gonna, it's like the Arrested Development arm thing. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to say, hey, uh, hey, <laughs> a good weekend with the, the kids and our nice birthday. Yeah. You sit yourself down for the, for the Raw review. I'll, just, I'll hold your chair in place. Yoink it! Hit your head on the wall or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In 2026. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll get you. Draw. <laughs> I'll get you. Um, what is the, n- the next thing that's going to happen with the devil and his henchmen? Is it Roddy off the back of Bell Belts? Roddy's going after Orange Cassidy, of course. Yeah. yeah I, I see. International title. I could do with Adam Cole establishing the premise of all this. Well, uh, what's, the, what's the goals and ambitions and aims of this group? They've already done that. With and, how, and, how does, and how does Wardlow feel? That's what I want for the third week in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, look, I was wanting this to work. And I was just so disappointed with their follow-up. Like it, co- it couldn't have worked. That's what I've been trying to say. Yeah, it's been like 
Again, the idea that Roderick Strong and Adam Cole willingly recorded silly comedic skits with the idea of throwing MJF off the scent that they were, in fact, in cahoots. It's not the Four Horsemen, is it? It's so lame. It's lame. When did Wardlow get in the mix with them? Because he came back with this goal to crush MJF, and he was never really hiding that. And did Adam Cole just see that as an opportunity and think, ah, well, we've kind of got this idea, but... And if he did... Do you want in? Like, or was he... Or was it, was it the devil's henchman? Was he always part of it? Or did he see them do the first thing to MJF and thought, I want a bit of that? And then Wardlow just found out who it was immediately. Oh, it's, it's Adam Cole. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous as well. And this is, again, indirectly, bear with me, another, another reason why the ranking should exist. Because this whole Samoa Joe Hook discourse is, yeah, he's 29 and 1, right? Okay, well, he's more, hmm. he's more qualified than virtually any television world title contender <laughs> across the two North oh, American it's, it's mainstream It's going to have to be Hook or Brock Lesnar, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's one of the more qualified, irrespective of, well, who's he beating? Who's he beat? Who's he beat? Well, Wardlow's an idiot because he's almost comparable to Hook in that his winning record is like inordinately impressive on paper mm -hmm. and then you realize he's beaten you know various goobers in matches you don't really remember mm. right some of like some of the opponents were talented but not as characters particularly credible i'm talking your matt sidals and your ar foxes mm. what's the difference between wardlow's record and hooks right and if it's so easy in the booking like, no, like, episodic North American TV is flawed out the ass, and I'm trying to make this point, and oh, babies don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the difference between Wardlow's type of winning record and Hook's? So and if, yeah, nothing. And if Hook can use that to say, well, give me a, where's my title shot? <laughs> Why couldn't have Wardlow just said, at the time, I've won loads of matches, and I want MGF because he so ruined true. my career. All I've got to do is wait for Adam Cole to recover for six months, and then he gets the title, and I get the title. It's so simple. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? <laughs> Never thought of that. North American episodic TV's daft. Maybe Wardlow has just walked into one of the rooms in the back, one, and it was the devil's henchman getting changed. And they were like, oh, lock the door behind you. Lads are good. have seen the masks now. He has to be part of the group. <laughs> we're going to have to let Wardlow in. <laughs> Order another jumper. Yeah. I, I just think... Um, I, I kind of get away from the fact, and I understand why he's gone, because that part of all of this works, MJF being away, like AW taking him off their official banner. Nobody buys it. He's going to WWE, and this War of 2024 thing is dead, really. But it's fine for him to be away because he got beaten down, taken out, lost mm. his title by his best friend and all that. But it's missing him so much. Like, I, like this angle specifically is missing him a great deal because he's why it exists. They and lack agency because they formed... Yeah, and they're pretending like, oh, well, our, our first mission was successful. But what that really makes you think is, we'll disband then. Like, they're, yeah. they're, like this was the first part of our plan. Nobody really buys that it was the first part of your plan. Like, you should... It's just I, a mess, man. It it's is, a mess. Is it like Joe couldn't feel further away from them, and he was in business with them to get the belt off MJF. Mm -hmm. he, he should be key to this, and that's pretty much just been like, yeah, yeah, waved away, whatever. Will there be a paper that you see in the future where they hold all the gold? Uh, possibly. Oh, I don't think that. Nah. If it's a plan, they might have to pivot for the first time ever. Adam Cole likes his prophecies of gold. He's done it in Ring of Honor and NXT. This act has to get exponentially more over for that to happen. At the minute, like, no one buys this. No, I agree. I agree. I, I think that's possibly the direction, but it might just be compromise stuff. 
So, like, Strong's after the international title, mm-hmm. is that right? So he wins that, and then you've got, like, 50 other belts to choose from. It's like, well, we're not giving them the world title, this Joe thing or this Swerve thing or whatever's going really well. So, yes, they get belts, but everyone's got a belt. <laughs> when we said world title, we meant Ring of Honor. We yeah, play? they could go for Eddie Kingston. That might actually help. It's a baby face that people really care about, mm. you know? Finally, um, see, let me just check here. Just let me check. Uh, check my nudes. Check <laughs> my nudes. Uh, just the one women's match so far uh. for Dynamite tonight. Uh, it is Deanna Barazzo, as we said, off her uh, brilliant debut on AW Collision, taking on Anna Jay, who came close, but surprisingly didn't win a title uh, at Battle of the Belts. Um, they're facing each other with timeless Tony Storm on commentary. I. This is nuts and bolts stuff, so I'm expecting Michael Hamflit to develop an erection yes. when he uh, when I ask him for his thoughts on this. I'm being an arsehole. Um, still not enough. That doesn't constitute the payback. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, no, it's... Was it the slap bet in How I Met Your Mother? Yes. That's the power of the slap bet is that you never know when it's coming. Yeah. yeah. So I think the idea here is so basic. Like, every booker should do this stuff. Fair. That Diana Parazzo has a match. She wins. And she basically has all but said that she's going to be working Tony Storm. Then she must have another match to further um, display her credentials as a title challenger building. It looks like the revolution direction, this. Yeah. Mariah May in the interim. Uh, uh, yeah, this sets To up. wrestle Mariah May. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you book Mariah May to lose. Yeah, that's true. I suppose they've already built that it's happening. It's been quite well threaded. This that's how I like this. It's that's been I was really gonna... quite well threaded. I told you, that's yeah. it. For all, for all the basic stuff, I like it. Um, again, I think it's. Uh, I maintain there's been more good timeless Tony Storm segments than bad ones, but the bad ones are particularly memorable, and the matches are not necessarily living up to expectations. But I do like it. I like I, it's because Mariah May is brand new, yes, and it's been well built. Diana Prazzo is brand new. Just like basically a killer who's come yeah, in. And has all this like sort of background from elsewhere. So she's it feels like there's a story, even if with an AW that isn't really one. Tony Storm is the centerpiece of all of this. So they've got the proper prize to fight for. This is the total opposite of what we were just talking about with the Undisputed Kingdom wanting belts as props. Like, and she's bloody clueless as to what's coming for her. She called yeah. her bloody Donna the other week. <laughs> like this is her doing commentary is the only time she watches wrestling. She's been specific about that. So she might get a shock at who Diana Prazzo is and for the first time be like, uh, Mariah, can you deal with that? And that's to set up to yeah. the match ahead of them. And that's maybe a decent way to beat Mariah May as well because it's not the match Mariah May wanted right now, but she's doing it as a favour to Tony Storm and just loses a very competitive match. And like, I, honestly, I think this is one of the better stories AEW's got at the moment. I so it's correct that you do in fact have a... Yes. But it is the only uh, women's match on the show. Uh, but before we get to the name of the game, first one of the year, this. Let's get to the uh, aim of the game, Sige. No, it's not a buzz. The aim of the first game. First one of the year. The aim of the game. Five years of hate of the first one. The aim of the game is to identify to the hour, minute, and second, the first time you hear the first note of the entrance theme of the first woman to emerge for the only women's match on Dynamite. The idea being that it's usually at the same time, and it would be very, very... On the nose parody, were we to identify the exact time the match starts? Mm-hmm. Just to kind of underscore, italicize, put in bold, just how completely apathetic mm-hmm. and pitiful and bleak, but maybe improving somewhat, this AEW women's division is. And that's the aim of the game, of course. 
The name of the game is, well, this is late as night, and I'm thinking, oh, what a night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, as always, to Adam, Adam Blair, Adam Wilson. Four. And uh, uh, host of is at the Ho 11. Um, we always take care of the uh, data for this sort of thing. I suppose, as 2023 champ, you should go first. That's a way to do it, baby. We are going. Well, I am going. Are we counting Tony Storm's entrance? Because it's she'll probably enter for commentary first. Won't Ooh, she? I'll leave that up to Adam Blair at Adam Wilton. Okay. Four. He's been doing it just for, just for fun. Fair uh, play, like. One sixty. Is this one? Uh, <laughs> wait there. Let's have a little look at this. Uh, Sidgwick. I'm just setting up my notes. My <laughs> text message that I sent myself is a record for this. Well, I think that we are recording this, we should say, earlier than normal. Mm-hmm. We started about, what, 11 a.m. UK time. I'm thinking Joe Hook main events, yes. obviously. I'm thinking that Christian Cage versus Dustin Rhodes doesn't open. Doesn't They're, they're trying to do this restore the feeling stuff with AEW. And they've only announced four matches thus far. I think he's sitting Bird on its baby. <laughs> a quote-unquote banger. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. With something like, I don't know, Orange Cassidy versus... The Kingo. Something like... He doesn't do jobs. Somewhat like yeah. Orange Cassidy versus... Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> it's time to play the game! Time to play time the to play game! game. Who's Orange Cassidy going to face tonight in a bit of a banger? Or what is, he could do too, <laughs> what is the opening match dynamite banger? Doesn't mm. have to be Orange Cassidy. In fact, we will pick two names. I, I like Orange Cassidy versus somebody. Uh, because Black it establishes that. New free agent Black Taurus. Yeah. I was going to say. Oh my God, did you watch him versus Vikigo on Rampage? I haven't seen it yet, but oh I was told by Ix to watch it. He's, I, I'm in love with Black Taurus. Uh, Orange Cassidy being on the show establishes that Danhausen's in the building. And he's about to turn heel, so what if he curses Hook in the main event? Uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to, you say stop? We haven't forgotten Ladies' Night. This is an extended Ladies' Night bit. Yeah, game within a game. Best yeah. kind. Uh, do you want to say stop and you pick a number, or how do you want to do this? I'll do stop, pick a number in one corner, and you yeah. can do the other corner. Okay. I'm scrolling, Sige. Stop. Ooh, pick a number between one and five. Four. <laughs> Complete it. As you've picked Pack. There you go. Oh! Great and he's rumoured to be returning shortly. Is he? Yeah. Right. I take it you're sticking with that one. Yeah. Hamlet? Uh, stop. Oh, God. One and five. Oh, that's got Hardy written all over it, that, hasn't it? The way he reacted. Uh, three. <sighs> uh, bit busy. Matt Jackson tonight. Yeah, twist. Could have picked two, though. Uh, and uh, then Michael Sidgwick would have said... Uh, Sorry, listeners, just listeners, bear with me here. No! No, no, no! How does that deserve to be on television? How does that help the young guys? Sycast's his association with Matt Hardy literally long, lasted longer than the distance between Vince McMahon <laughs> pushing the creative envelope, so to speak, and WrestleMania 17. <laughs> Great.
How can like that be? Right, his like vampiric pitch to like get on TV. Oh, I can help the young guys. I can help the young guys. How how can you help uh, the young guys? Either Matt or Jeff Hardy. Well, I've got two ideas. Right, one I can associate with the Cassidy for literally longer than what most fans like canonically recognize the WWE Attitude Era so to I- be. Is I Cassidy's Attitude Era? Yes. Hmm. In which. I get him no more over than he was before, and in fact, take three and a half years to fail at that which the young book succeeded in 14 minutes. Okay, that's not really helping the young guys. <laughs> that's not really helping the young guys, Matt and Jeff. Okay, okay. Um, right, okay. Well, we can instead help the young guys with incredibly ill-advised social media activity and teach them the dark arts of really alienating people and doing, <laughs> doing profound damage to your credibility and brand. Who are they helping? Well, who are they helping? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, was, I was trying to anyway, remember your, your catchphrase was, and I remembered it's "Where's my respect?" Where's my respect? I feel like Matt Hardy must be saying that with the no, tweets well, he's reading at the moment. Deserted <laughs> you twenty years ago. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, twist from Matt Jackson. Yeah. Um, stop. No. Yeah. One. Kill switch. Twist. <laughs> Stop. Three. No. Two. No. One. Yep. One. Jeff Jarrett. Yep. <laughs> what about Pack and Jeff Jarrett? So Pack and Jeff Jarrett Perfect. is your banger opener. Because yep. I don't feel like Christian Cage and Dustin Rhodes with the way in which they'll kind of slow burn craft it. It's got that energy. So I think that'll be deeper in the show. Then they'll do the banger. He's sitting on it like a bird on a baby. So that means it's banger. That means there's... Tony Storm is uh, not timeless, Tony Storm. She is top of the hour, Tony Storm. So <laughs> this is going to be one hour. No, no. Zero hours. 59 minutes Ooh. and three seconds. That's a good guess, that. Uh, I'll go for the more generic women's slot spot then as a result and say one hour... Uh, 18 minutes and 10 seconds. I was going to agree with you. I think maybe they do Christian top of the hour. Maybe the show opens with the Young Bucks coming out. I don't know. Something different. Cause Sometimes it's like, he likes a little bit of a mm-hmm. show opening promo. And I'm thinking, yeah, I think just before the main event, maybe they're going to get like Action Bronson to be there to, to introduce yeah, Hook. special entrance. So it'll, it'll be longer than, you know, it's not going to be starting at 150. That's a really example. good idea. Hey, to call me butter, baby. I want to roll. Um, <laughs> but that means it's still going to go a little bit later. So I was going to go one twenty-five. So it's that's your uh, that's your tapping. Go, go classic. Right, it's the corridor of certainty. <laughs> one twenty-five. Oh one. So oh one. Yeah. First one of the year. <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Uh, well, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite on X at What Culture WWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilburn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, for daily wrestling podcasts, myself and the other two Dadleys, because I'm a Dadley as well, um, we'll be coming back later on today to review. <laughs> NXT. Maybe it won't just be the three of us. Who knows? Um, and we'll be back tomorrow. Well, a couple of us will. Um, to review yes! A- son's birthday. Yes. Don't have to watch it first thing in the morning. Watch it on like next Tuesday or something. <laughs>
review AW Dynamite. That's like, not fair. I'm going to be watching Hook and Joe. <laughs> for now, this has been the Dynamite Preview. My thanks to Hamlet and Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 